Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, let's head out to the Boxer and Gerson guest line. Steve Kerr is sponsored by Xfinity. The Xfinity 10G network is made for streaming live sports, which means it's the network you can rely on in the biggest moments. The Xfinity 10G network, the best way to stream live sports, and presented by Great Clips. In sports, success is about team effort, and the same is true for your hair. Great Clips, it's going to be great. And with that, we bring him in, Steve Kerr. And Steve, normally it's a... How you doing? But I think we all here know how you're doing and how it's been. And so on behalf of all of us at 95.7 The Game, I just want to express our condolences to you, to the Warriors family, and obviously to the Milojevic family. And I really appreciate you taking time and uh, coming on here today, Steve. Yeah, thanks for the thoughts. And uh, I, I appreciate um, everybody's support. You know, we've we've heard from so many people throughout the Bay Area uh, this last week, and uh, I want to thank everybody out there for sending uh, their thoughts and, and all the support that they've given to us and the organization, the, the family. Um, it's been um, obviously really, really difficult, but, um, you know, heartwarming to receive the, the love that we have. Can you tell us more about Decky himself? Because we've gone through and you know, we saw the tribute from Belgrade, and FP and I were both unbelievably touched, and I know you and your team were as well, and you spoke to that yesterday. But for those of us who follow the team, and we obviously don't go super deep with all the assistant coaches, many of us didn't know much about him at all. Yeah, you know, we brought him aboard uh, three seasons ago. Uh, we were looking to just kind of change the staff and, and get some new blood in. And, and uh, Kent Lacob uh, had had um, done a lot of scouting in Europe, and he had run into Decky um, when Decky was coaching over there and got to know him. And so Kent came back and told me about him. And, um, you know, I, I'm always intrigued with European coaches. I think in a lot of ways they have developed, you know, their young talent better than we have here in the United States. States and and uh, frequently they you know they have good insights they maybe run different stuff they're not kind of in the in the NBA uh, mix and so it's good to get you know fresh perspective and so I interviewed him and immediately loved him he was just so full of life and energy and and um, and joy and every, everything that we you know kind of believe in here um, a selflessness uh, a love for the game uh, competitiveness he was all about that and we hired him. Um, partly with the thought of uh, him working with James uh, Wiseman, because he had, you know, he had been a great dominant big man in his own right in Serbia, and worked with Nikola Jokic and some of the other 
uh, Serbian centers who are now in the NBA. So um, we brought him aboard, and he was a he was a home run immediately. You know, he just connected with so many guys and with all the coaches. And like I said, he was a he just was a source of joy and light every single day. And um, just it, it's hard to hard to believe that he's not here. Yeah, Steve, I can't imagine what you guys are going through right now, and you've navigated it so well. But a lot of times in life, we, we get so caught up in the amount of money we make or the championships and the rings and maybe the Hall of Fame and our status as an athlete or as a coach. But when you talk about our legacy as a person, and I, and I think you're so great at this, like to see how many lives he touched. Like When it's all said and done, no one's going to ask how many points per game you average or how right. much money you made. But it's the lives we touch along the way. And to see like how you're handling this, it's unbelievable. And to see how Decky affected so many lives, like watching that tribute today, Steve, I was on the treadmill and I was moved to tears. And like, and, and I know you're yeah. going through some horrible things right now as a team and, and personally, but to see how many lives he touched, man, that, that has to bring a smile right. to your face. And we all hope that when it's all said and done, that we can touch lives like he did. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think, uh, I, I think it was Maya Angelou said, you're not going to remember what anyone said not going to remember what they did. You're going to remember how they made you feel. And, and I think that's, um, you know, something that I think about a lot, you know, the, the people who really have impacted me in my life. Um, it's uh, how they've made me feel. You know, I may not remember the exact words, but I know exactly how those people made me feel. And, and that's, um, the, those are perfect words for Decky because um, he's just one of those guys you, you just love seeing every day. Um, he made you feel good. He made you feel good about yourself, about the game, about your team. Um, and he was so humble. Um, you know, we all knew his uh, track record as a player. He was a three-time MVP in the Adriatic League, which is a really strong league. So we knew he was a hell of a player, but he was so humble. He never talked about his playing days. So when we saw that tribute yesterday, we saw how many lives he impacted and the outpouring of love and support for Decky in, in Serbia and Belgrade last night. It was uh, just stunning and, and, and so amazing. Um, but it spoke to what you just talked about, F.P., just that, you know, that, that humanity and, and um, just what a, what a kind and decent person he was. Just powerful goosebumps, and I'm with FP in terms of watching the tribute. I, I was fighting back tears at just the the power of the crowd and the amount of tribute, and I know the Warriors have something special planned for tomorrow as well. Steve, sometimes it takes tragedy and turmoil to bring out the best in people. Can you share with us just the role that Rick Celebrini and Dario Saric played in terms of the aftermath and the tragedy that took place? Yeah, I mean, you know, without going into um, too much detail, I just, um, you know, there was just uh, such um, incredible leadership from both guys, from Chris DeMarco as well, who um, was Decky's best friend on the staff, and, and the two of them just had an incredible friendship. And um, But just watching Rick, you know, who heads our um, player performance program, really, you know, um, Led the uh, the entire operation, you know. After Decky suffered the heart attack, and what was the contact person with everyone, the EMTs, the the hospital at University of Utah, um, <clears throat> our players, our our coaches. Rick was just a, a star, and then you know Dario, uh, obviously just heartbroken. Um, he was uh, probably the closest uh, player uh, to Decky, given their their history together from that part of the world and their shared language and 
Uh, and to see Dario, you know, be so supportive of his teammates and coaches and Becky's family um, while he was going through, you know, that, that sorrow himself was just uh, incredible to watch. So we, we we're blessed with some really outstanding people in our organization. We really are. It was really cool that the league gave you those days off because I don't know how you guys would have t- tried to play a game, and it is just a game when it all comes down to it. But, Steve, like, it, it, the locker room was always a sanctuary for me. I never went through anything like this, what you're going through right now. But when you talk about getting back to business and having to compete and having to play games, is there some some comfort in being together and being with your brothers and being part of a tribe and being next to a guy who you have value to and trying to go out there and compete together and maybe even even if the locker room is kind of a sad place right now, that when you get into the game, you put it on autopilot and it's about competing and winning? Yeah, I think the court is going to be a, a, you know, a sanctuary or haven, whatever you want to call it, for the guys. Um, you know, you're able to, um, to compete and lose yourself in something you love. Um, after an extended period of mourning and, and loss, it's, it's really the best thing you can do, I think, is to go compete, go play. So, uh, we, we couldn't have played, you know, those first couple of games. Um, the league was great to, to postpone those games and, and give us the time we needed. But, uh, you know, we've, we've practiced well the last couple of days. Um, the guys are, you know, really leaning into each other, leaning into their families, leaning into the game. Um, and, um, you know, it's time to, to go back to work tomorrow night. And, and um, you know, I, I think it'll be good for, for everybody. I'm sure you saw what uh, Steph had to say about the way you handled the moment and how you, you addressed it head on and you handled it so perfectly after Decky's passing. How much pride does that give you knowing that in these moments, and you, you've, of course, been a great leader for so long, but to hear that from Steph Curry and to hear that from your players that kind of praise in light of this tragic moment, it's got to give you a little bit of a, of a source of pride, doesn't it? Well, I mean, it, it, it feels good when, you know, someone um, that you've been with for a decade, someone you love, um, someone you've collaborated with, it, it feels good to be praised um, by someone like that. And, and I would throw the compliment right back to Steph. You know, we've had something really special here uh, for a decade and it's, not just the wins it's not just the championships it's not just the uh you know the beautiful basketball that these guys have played but it's the connection and the connection they've built with each other with their with their coaches with the fans here in the bay and you know everything matters it really does and and i think uh you know we've we've been able to capture the magic of of sports here with this um sort of uh, collaboration now that we've had and and uh, our incredible fans and and to build that connection um it takes a special group of players and special group of human beings and you know Steph Draymond Clay these guys Loon um they're really amazing people and and um you know they're going to they're going to work together and and we're going to we're going to keep keep moving forward well, Steve, there's not much more to say other than our thoughts are with you, and you know we we hope for the best. And I mean, time time heals. There's no other way really to put it. And I I look forward to you know future shows where we can you know get back to the the really insignificant things like like playing time <laughs> and and uh, one two pick and rolls. Yeah, I, I I do too. So thanks for having me on this week, and again, thanks to everybody out there for for all your support. We'll we'll talk to you guys next week. 
All right, thanks, Steve. I appreciate okay. it, man. Great talking to you. Good luck. Thank you. See you. Steve Kerr and his weekly appearance, obviously a bit of a different tone to it. And, you know, fans who are all clamoring for the usual basketball questions and, you know, trade deadline chatter. There's plenty of time for that down the road. It just it just puts everything in perspective. We worry so much about uh, Wiggins getting playing time and wins and losses and where the Warriors are in the standings, and then something like this happens, and it just kind of it's a, a reality check, and it makes you look at things with a different perspective through a different lens. And I know there's been some criticism for Steve this year, but whatever, that's part of the position, and um, he knows that. But more importantly than wins and losses, I think what we endure as human beings and how we handle adversity. I want to just take a second to publicly um, thank Steve the way he's handled this thing as a leader, more importantly as a man. I think his players and coaches are very fortunate to have him as their mentor. And I think it's safe to say for, I don't know, the fan base... And, and myself, that we're lucky to have that guy as our coach. No doubt. And you think about the success that they have that they have gone through and how much that's meant to us as Warrior fans. And the Warriors have always been my team. Of all the Bay Area teams, the Warriors were the team that I've loved the most. I've attended the most games. I've been the fan of them the longest. I grew up in a basketball household. My brother Doug, who is about your age, was a, a high school star. And so we were always a basketball family. And I grew up loving basketball, so the Warriors are my team. So I've been through, you know, four decades of five decades of being a fan. So to have this be the last 10 or 12 years of Golden State Warrior fandom for me is beyond my wildest dreams. And I give Steve Kerr a lot of the credit because he came in and, yeah, he had one of the greatest players ever. And they built it around him with, you know, the logo and Bob Myers and the rest of it all happened. But to have Steve Kerr be the representative is not lost on me. And you know, fans who are critical, you can be critical. And Steve is critical of himself because this team this year has underperformed and they've had struggles. And you mentioned it before, the Draymond Green situation and now losing an assistant coach, Decky, and dealing with all the things that they've dealt with. Still, Steve Kerr is an unbelievable representative. And I'm, I'm fortunate that, that we get to have him on the show and I'm thankful that he is their head coach. Good coaches along the way, in my experiences, make you a better player. Great coaches make you a better person. And I think when you talk about great coaches, I don't look at the coaches along the way. and I, I don't remember what my record was with Dusty as a Giant. I don't remember the one good year we had in Montreal. I do remember some other things. But like, I remember the guys and the coaches that had influences on me to make me a better person, make me a better man, make me a better human being. And th there was some along the way that, that taught me those things. And those are the ones that I still think about to this day. It's not about, oh, this guy helped me with my batting stance, or this guy helped me with my arm angle, or this guy helped me field ground balls. It's about this guy influenced me on things that I still talk about at age 57 in my life. The way I live my life, the, the way I talk, the way I, the, the way I treat other people. Like We all have mentors in our lives, whether it's somebody we've worked with, whether it's one of our friends, whether it's somebody we've looked up to in our own house, household but like people that influence you in those ways to me are far more important than steve kerr having a parade on market street warriors back in action tomorrow that'll be a seven o'clock tip you can hear all the action here on 95 7 the game it will have been nine days since their last game a loss at memphis so for many people and you know steve kerr spoke to it in that interview there's part of it that's going to be good to get back to basketball you never forget and you never get over the trauma and the tragedy that many of them actually witnessed firsthand. But 
you get back to basketball and hopefully some semblance of normalcy will take place so that uh, people can start to you know get back to to feeling right again and although you know Steve spoke to it about his own father who passed away 40 years ago Steve was 18 and it's obviously something you never get over yeah it's just like wins and losses are everything until something like this happens and when I don't know when they get back to wins and losses are important I really don't I mean I don't I don't want to be too too crass here or too frank but they watched a man die like right. the, when you that that's different than somebody dying be, somebody dying is hard enough but when you witness it like they did I don't know how you move forward I really don't the two games off was nice of the commissioner to give that to them but I still don't know how they're going to be ready to play I don't I don't and I and, and I yeah you get on the court and you get that whatever 48 minutes of sanctuary right right and 45 or forgetting of everything and and you're playing and you're you know it's it's more about x's and o's and scoring points and beating your opponent but the second you walk off that court you're right back there so i i i don't want to be too harsh but i don't know how they move forward this year i don't i don't either fp and i don't expect them to and i don't care and i think about that that might be a lot to say i don't care but i i don't yeah i just hope they're okay and you think about everything that we talked about nine days ago around the warriors it was what's wrong with wiggins are they going to really trade kaminga what can they do at the deadline are they a playing team does steve kerr need to stay around all the rest of those topics and now you think about it even saying it out loud right now it it seems completely stupid, right? It's stupid, right? Stupid, unimportant, irrelevant, and the rest of it. So, to answer your question in terms of this season, I think you're right. I think it's it's a season where it doesn't even matter what their record ends up in. And you know, with trade deadline, I'm not even concerned with adding or subtracting after everything that's happened up to this point, where they are in the standings. Just play out the season and stay healthy, stay happy, and you know. Let's get to April, and if you're in the playoffs, give it a go. And if you're not, let's let's try again next year. They're gonna play harder. They're gonna play harder as a tribute. But this isn't the movie stuff. This isn't where you go. Well, let's win a championship for Decky. It doesn't work that way. But they will. They will pay a tribute to him and remember him with the way they approach the game on a daily basis. And if we're being honest, there have been some games this year where they haven't had that edge, where they haven't gone out there and played hard. I don't think you'll see that the rest of the year. It's an interesting point, FP, and I think that that's a fair point. And the Warriors do want to remind fans that are going tomorrow, be in your seat by 650. There's a special tribute planned for Decky. And based on what we saw from the teams in Serbia and the tribute from a couple of days ago, which, if you haven't seen it, just go to your local YouTube and Google it. You're going to want to see it. It's one of the more powerful things I've ever seen in terms of fan tributes for a fallen player, a legend, as Steve mentioned. Decky, a three-time MVP in the Adriatic League. And, you know, I, you didn't realize how good of a player he was. And, you know, we talked about it in the pre-show, and you think about Warriors' assistance and... Well, Ron Adams, we know, and Q, Bruce Frazier, we know, and you know, you start to think about DeMarco, you know him, and you get into that second row, and a lot of the guys you don't even know until something like this happens. So if you're going to the game tomorrow, make sure you're there by 6.50 to, to really see this and be a, be a part 
of a special tribute to a special man. And, and, and watch a tribute too. It, it, what, what is it on YouTube, Dibs? We got it right here. Go watch the tribute to Decky. If when you get home today, please just promise me one thing: you'll watch this. And you guys sent it to me to watch for the show today, and and I saw the highlights on the news, so you saw bits and pieces of it. But it's if you Google it on YouTube or if you search it on YouTube, it's Belgrade Crowd honors the memory, and and just watch it. Just watch the thing. It, just it, take a take a. It, it, well, how long is it, Dibs? It's about fifteen minutes. It's about fifteen minutes. It's just it's unbelievable, um, and it's very touching, and it, and it just it just kind of brings it all into perspective for at least it did for me. Absolutely, well put. And uh, it was Steve Kerr here, and we get Steve every week, and uh, next week we'll get a chance to get back to uh, the really important stuff: FP X's and O's, and uh, transition defense, and rebound differential. And the free throws and all the rest of it. But appreciate Steve coming on and uh, spending some time with us. Well, before we get to the Warrior game tomorrow, FP, you and I have about 40 more minutes to really worry about the San Francisco 49ers. And where are you, Niner fans, in terms of your worry meter, your worry-ometer at 888-957-9570? I'm not worried at all. I'm thinking already about Las Vegas. Where am I staying? When can I get down there? How do I get a ticket for the game? And actually, one of my good friends, uh, Baltimore Joe, who works at uh, Presidio Golf Course, he told me he's already got a room in Vegas. He's a Baltimore Ravens fan. He's already got a room with two queen beds. So I've got accommodations taken care of, FP, in Vegas. You guys snuggling? There will be snuggling. That's yes. right. There will be mad snuggling. So are you, are you confident in a parade? Uh, I'm less confident in a parade than I am of a Vegas trip. Okay. I'm confident in a Vegas trip. Now, you get to Vegas and you face Baltimore or Kansas City, that to me is a much tougher undertaking than Detroit on Sunday. Where are you at, Niner fans? 888-957-9570. Matt in Seattle wants to jump in. What's going on, Matt? You're on 95.7 The Game with FP and Dibs. What's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Love listening to you guys on Spotify. Appreciate all the info you provide. Um, just want to bring up something real quick. Just in the case that Debo doesn't play, I kind of want to see Shanahan maybe have McCaffrey play more out wide, have Elijah Mitchell play more running back. Um, I feel like that would be potentially a better way to plan instead of kind of counting on Juwan Jennings. Though I love him. Love Juwan Jennings. But Ray, Ray, Ray McLeod, Conley... I'd like to see more Elijah Mitchell in there. Just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. I appreciate that, Matt. That's actually a thought that uh, FP and I had earlier about uh, putting McCaffrey in the Debo spot at times and putting Elijah Mitchell back there in the backfield. I think it's, it's such a big game that you should have McCaffrey play quarterback, split out Brock Purdy as a wide receiver, maybe have uh, Nick Bosa play fullback, nah, and change everything crazy. in the NFC Championship game because nothing has worked till this point. They're in the NFC Championship game. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I right. know what he's trying to say is make adjustments for Debo not being there. And I, I would like to see a little more Elijah Mitchell this week just to take the load off McCaffrey. Every time you saw McCaffrey, he was getting a massage or he had the, the, the Thera gun on his hamstring. I, I don't I think there's no way we'll ever know, but I don't think McCaffrey was close to hundred percent on Saturday. And maybe that's why he what do you have, seventeen carries? I don't I don't Yeah, think he, he had was, about the normal number of touches for a game twenty four, I think. I think he was good enough. 
He was good enough to go, but I don't think he was 100%. But who is 100% at this time of year? <laughs> I love that's one of my favorite expressions. Wait, wait, who is, after, well, I mean, who is 100% dude, this time dude, of year, right? Watch Dan Campbell's speech. I'll send it to you. I, I posted it on my Instagram yesterday, and he's talking to the guys, and it's from Hard Knocks. He's talking about his, his trading camp and grit and this. And he's like, yeah. after, t- you know, after week one, no, you all feel the best you're going to feel right now sitting in this room, and it's just going to get worse as yeah. the season goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was the last time you felt 100%? Oh, man. Because I, 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 mean, I don't. We're going back years. I, I'm bone on bone in both knees Me right too. now. And I jog on the Embarcadero on pavement every you day. You still run. Yeah, I Look run at like you. Seven, six miles like three times a week. Wow, how? I don't know. I just, I just, you I'm just used got to, it out. I, this is weird. I kind of like the pain. I miss the pain. Remember when Buster Posey said that? I kind of miss it. So when I'm running and my knees are barking, I'm like, yeah, I'm alive, baby. Let's go. And <laughs> how many more years can I do this before I'm like just walking, which is fine too. Yeah. I'm just that, not ready for that. that. I'm with you there. I was running uh, marathons and uh, ultra marathons, and then uh, the knees really went south. I got to that bone on bone state, yep. and I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I need to get back to it though. I do love uh, I do love the running. So maybe it's, I'll... it's more of a mental thing for me. It's like yeah. it's like my yoga because I can't stretch. I'm not very flexible. I can't touch my toes. And did you ever see a cheetah stretch? No. So I don't stretch. <laughs> there you go. More <laughs> cliches with FP. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Where are you with your 49er confidence? The last caller from Seattle was talking about, you know, maybe not having as much faith in Ray Ray or Faith in Chris Conley. Kyle Shanahan yesterday in his press conference says, oh, he thinks Chris Conley's ready to step up. That's why guys like him and Willie Sneed are here. That comes up. You never know when. It's, it came up last year for us, too. Those guys had to step in. I mean, Willie, huge. And then they have both of them this year. And they've both done it on different games throughout the year for us, whether it's special teams or offense. And uh, that was a big-time play that Chris made in that game. Big-time play by Chris Conley. And a couple of big-time catches from Jawan Jennings and all this in light of Debo Samuel having to leave the game early. And we don't yet know, FP, about Debo and how – how well he'll be able to play, if he'll be able to play come Sunday, 50-50 as of yesterday, and I wouldn't imagine that he gets you know, much closer to 100% than maybe 60-40 or 70-30 if he's even able to go. 70-30 by Thursday and 100-0 by Sunday. He'll be 100-0. Oh, yeah. You're, do- you're Doc on the show. Shoot it up, baby. Make him a pincushion. Let's go. Well, here's Shanahan on Debo's shoulder. I, it wasn't broken, so that, that was a real good sign. But still hurting too much for us to really have an idea how it's going to heal, heal up this week. So we just got to be patient, see how he feels on Wednesday. And, you know, based off if it's improving, it'll give us a better idea whether he has a chance for the game or not. Well, Coach, what about the timeline for him to be good to go? Yeah, I mean, if we know he's not available, which hopefully we would know that by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or at least in those three days, then it, you know, makes it easier, at least from a game plan standpoint, you don't have to do much. But if there's any chance, which I think we'll have a better idea by Wednesday, Obviously, there'll be things in there for him. Better idea by Wednesday. So. I ain't letting the Lions know if Debo's playing or not I it, until you have to. Right, but they'll know. And in-house, they'll know whether or not Debo should be a part of the game plan. And that's critical, I think, for the Niners. And yes, you're not going to let Detroit know. So when the official injury designation comes out, which I think is on Friday... He'll be questionable. I'll tell you right now. He'll be listed as questionable. We're all questionable. Exactly. He won't be doubtful because doubtful is usually outful. You don't play when you're doubtful in the NFL. It's very rare. When you're questionable, 
I could go either way. Can you can you play shenanigans with a doubtful thing and then he plays? Can you do that? Yeah, absolutely. I would do anything right now. I would pull out all the stops. You just list him as doubtful? I'd list him as whatever if he's playing. Now, the question I, I would have, and maybe Lucas knows the answer to this, but if you list him as out, can they play? I don't like, think so. So if you list him as out on Friday, can they suddenly go from out to in, Lucas? They cannot. Yeah. So if you're out, you're, you're just out. You're just out. Okay. Until well, I guess you can list him as out if you want. All that matters is an hour and a half before kickoff. There's an inactives and gotcha. So hour and a half before inactive. kick. So so out is an out. Yeah, and I think that the injury reports now are more for the uh, the gambling community than it is like like Lucas said, and I appreciate the clarification sensation right there. Yep. It all comes down to an hour and a half before kick when you got to turn in your official. What is it? Forty six guys, Lucas. You got your forty six man. Roster sure. p- plus your emergency QB. <laughs> that was not, not an em- not thank you. Not, not the emphatic uh, confirmation I was looking 53, for. Fifty three isn't that a thing? Fifty three man roster. Yep. Right, but on game day it's like it's forty six, I believe. Okay. <laughs> You're the worst. You're the worst. In an unrelated news, this just in from Shams Sharania. Uh, the Warriors say they will wear a DM patch on their uniforms for the remainder of the season. In honor of Dejan Milodjevic, I butchered it, and the logo will appear on the Chase Center court for all remaining home games this year. So, and there's a uh, the patch, the DM with the heart, which is what Steve Kerr was wearing on his shirt at yesterday's press avail. Very cool, man. I mean, and tomorrow's going to be an emotional night at Chase for sure for the players, for the coaches, for the families, for the fans. I don't think there's going to be a dry eye in the house, and there's going to be some touching tributes. The Warriors, nobody does it better than the Warriors. Absolutely. And the Warriors do remind you to be in your seats by 6.50. That way you can be there for the, the full tribute. And if you're going to the game, I would recommend being there even earlier than that. You want to be totally locked in on the pregame festivities. It's always a tough one for me, FP. People who show up late to these events. Oh, don't get me going on time, dude. You don't even get me going on time. How come, FP? You got a. Uh, well, I saw you, you late game. I would, I would, no, I don't. If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late in my book. I'm big on time. I think time is a form of respect. I think if you're late to something, you're showing people that you're more important than they are. I'm loving this right selfish now. Selfish AF if you're late to things consistently. Now, if something happens here or there sure. and, and sure. it's out of your control, it's called life. But if you're consistently late and you just say, oh, I'm always late, then that's that's a big deal. I'll, I'll stop there. But it's the same thing. The same no, you like, can keep going. No, it's the you same thing. You can keep going. Because you're going to throw me on the butt. I did not have control of being late at that game uh, that you saw me at. Uh, it's also like I'm bad with names. Get better with names. Oh, I'm so bad with names. Why don't you get better at names? Why don't you practice something that make, helps you remember names better? And then no, nobody likes to hear anything more better than their name. So when you address people, that didn't come out right. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, people I, like to hear their names. Like just like hey, hey Dan, and you say Dan and Dan and Dibs or whatever. Do you like to hear your name? And if you don't remember names, you just say I'm bad at names. Then that's not an excuse. Okay, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. No, that was a I'm great. I'm sounding so stupid right now. That was no, actually, that was a great take because I. I'm really good at being on time, but names is something I'm bad at, and I need to be better. Be better. Don't need to be better. Be better. I'm trying to be better. Bobby Cox knew everybody's name in the whole stadium as a manager, from the security guards to the parking attendants to his players to people that are there every single day, ushers. He knew everybody's name at the park, and I want to get to that. I'm not as good as I'd like to be. I can do better. 
I absolutely can do better, and I will do better. And there's a gentleman who... Say my name. It's Frank. Thank you. Say my name, say my name. (laughs) Frank Paul. (laughs) I knew that. There you go. It's a guy who walks his dog by my house, and I'm on baby duty in the morning, so we'll... Get his name for me. I'll take my my out for our walk, and I see this man, and uh, the other day he saw me, and he said, oh, hey, Myla. And apparently he had seen my baby before with my wife, and he remembered her name. Luckily, he didn't remember my name. Because you didn't remember. Well, no, he didn't remember my name. He knew my wife's name. But he's like, hey, I'm, I'm Gary. And I say, hey, I'm Dan. And so I remember, Gary, this is Gary. Gary, Gary, Gary. You got it. You got it. You got to say it three times. Gary, Gary, Gary. Sometimes that doesn't work. Right. And the reason why I remembered it is kind of a, an odd thing, but uh, SpongeBob's pet snail is named Gary. That's how you remember names right there. You got to associate it with something. Yeah. That's how I'm getting better. Yeah. So and I'm- I still could be better. I need to be better, and I'm going to be You're better. You're going to be FP. better. I'm going to be better. Learn a name a day somewhere. Somebody in this building who you don't know their name is, ask them their name and remember it. And then just keep going. It's like a game. Yeah, that's actually a great one because... There's people you've said hi to in this building, and I'm not throwing you under the bus. I do the same no, thing. No, I deserve to be thrown under. No, I, but I'm the I same rode way. the elevator with somebody two days ago, and, and we should, had a lovely chat. And you're like, I should know. And it gets to a point where it's, it's so awkward. There. It gets past the point of no return where it's so awkward, and you haven't remembered their name for so long that if you ask them their name, that it, you're embarrassed. And that's why people are bad with names. Because you just let it go. I've done that so many times. I work with people in D.C. for 10 years, and I walk by them in the ballpark, and I'm like, damn it, damn it. you just big-time people it. all no, over I the just place. No, I say, hi, I'm very nice. How are you today? But if you don't say, hi, Dan, how are you today? You sound like an idiot. I sound like an idiot all the time. And then you get to, like, it's three years later, and you should know their name, and you can't ask them for their name now, or else you have egg all over your face. Well, and that's half the people here at Odyssey San Francisco, because I'm a friendly guy, and I say hello to people, but I don't. I don't know very many people's names. Let's 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 both be better. Okay, I'm gonna work on. It. I think it could. I think it's okay to say I'm sorry. What's your name? Or I'm sorry, I forgot your name. It or, is, I'm but not when ass. you see somebody for the 29th time. I know that's where it gets awkward. And dude. I maybe I don't have enough humility to say, you know what, I I need to stop this charade. And just ask you your name. I mean, I've dated somebody for two years and never you got their have, name. You I liar. Like, What's your name? Finally? You liar. I don't know your name. One guy Kyle Shanahan knows the name of. Third down. Third down, Juwan. Third and Juwan. Oh, it's huge, especially losing Debo there, too. But now, Juwan, I mean, he always contributes. And I think people see it more times. You know, obviously, people see it more when he catches the ball. But Juwan has an impact when he's ever out there on the field, whether it's the run game or the pass game. And he stepped it up big for us. And this is one of the biggest warriors out on the field. And love that he's on our team. Love that he's on their team, especially now where he might be starting if Debo Samuel's unable to go. Best blocker as a wide receiver in the NFL. That's a bold take. Him, him and Brandon Ayuk, they take pride in it, man. They're, they're, they're looking to blow people up, not just get in the way. I love their mentality. It's kind of like the football version of, of the bunt, where if you're a good baseball team, you have the ability to bunt, sacrifice, move guys over. It's something you have to want to do. You have to want to be good at it. You have to practice it, right? It's a, it's a it's a mindset and it's an attitude. Just like defenses in basketball. I think defense is an attitude in basketball. You got to want to do it. You have to have the desire and the passion to play defense. You have to have or it's just it could be the culture too where Kyle's just like if you don't block you don't play. 
Or if you don't block, you don't get the football. And if I want my touches and I want my number called in the huddle, I better be blocking downfield because if I don't, you'll watch. Somebody will be downfield for a McCaffrey run, whether it's Ayuk or Jennings or whomever, or Kittle, they'll get the ball. Like within two plays, they're getting the football. Like as a reward, like here's your Pavlov's dog thing. Like right. you're salivating. Here it is. Then ring the bell. Here's your reward for blocking downfield. It's a mindset. It's an attitude, and they take pride in it. Don't they have something where they like a helmet or something? They pass around if whoever has the best block as a receiver. I don't know. I love it. No, and that's where Brendan Ayuk was able to earn some playing time back and get out of Kyle's doghouse, Kyle Shanahan's doghouse. Although. Shanahan never said that that he was, but certainly there was that notion that Ayuk had to earn the playing time. And like you said, it's not just the playing time. It's now getting a chance to to catch the ball. And when you catch the ball, you get the contract. When you get the contract, you get the riches. So this team is built on having wide receivers who can block and having a tight end who loves to go out there and block. When you when you win the championship, you get the contract and you get the riches. That's the hardest thing in sports to get everybody to buy in. And to say, look, if we win, everything takes care of itself. The Niners win the world. They, they, if they, if the Niners win the championship this year, if they win the Super Bowl, all those guys are going to get paid. Eventually, you're just going to get paid. That's just how it goes. Whether it's with the Niners or whomever, you right. have that on your resume, you're good. Unfortunately, when the quarterback gets paid, you're going to have to find a way to, to get some more cheap talent in here because when Brock Purdy, if he continues to play at this level and this late in the year and he gets that $40, $45 million a year contract, well, you're going to be up against it in terms of the salary cap. And at that point, you're going to have to maybe do some financial gymnastics. So when we all start to doubt Brock Purdy again, and if you're one of those people out there, that's fine. I mean, that's sports. That's part of being a fan. Can we all just like take a second to look that... He's been in the NFL for two seasons. They've been to the NFC Championship two years in a row. I mean, that, that's, that to me speaks more than anything. You could do the, the yards per attempt and the QBR and all the things he's first in the NFL and all these categories, which he was this year. And he has a wobbly three quarters in the biggest game, and now he's getting crushed nationally, maybe not locally. But I think a lot of us, who I said yesterday, kind of wavered a little bit throughout that game. Like, is he our franchise guy? So I was guilty of that myself. But can we just all take a step back and look that – the two years that he's been, the majority of the year, their starting quarterback, they've been in the NFC Championship game. It's hard to find another quarterback who's done that, period, let alone in his first two years. And last year, he was only a starter for half the year, not even half the he's year. He's a baby. He's a baby. He's 22 and 23. Am I right yep. with the ages? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm terrible with ages, by the way. i got to get better at ages. So maybe I'll go around Odyssey and saying, how old are you? <laughs> exactly. I don't think that'll play. <laughs> I'm actually really good with ages Hi. and even better with uh, with people's weight, which a lot of times is not, Dude, do not the, a great bit. Do the high... What's you your name? Careful. Totally. What's your name, how old are you, and how much do you weigh to the people in the office and see how that goes? I'll try that. I usually lead with the weight. Hey, how you doing? How much do you weigh? What are you about a buck seventy? <laughs> how old are you? Totally. Yeah, well, ask women that. That goes over well. My problem with age guessing is that I really want to be accurate. I don't play the game of like, you know, somebody who's clearly fifty one. Hey, what are you? Thirty nine? No, 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 no. I'm trying to get it right, dude. I'm a circus freak with ages. I could open up a booth 
at Cirque du Soleil, but they probably don't have that. And guess your age. Do you 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 and I can go head to head because I'm phenomenal. Small hands smell like cabbage. I'm a carny. Give me a booth, and I will guess your age. I do it all the time. I freak people out, and I don't guess low to flatter somebody. I'm the same way. I'm hitting it right on the head. I'm phenomenal. And then I'm, I'm taking your money. You bet five bucks. I get your age within a year. I'll do it every time. Oh, you and I should go head to head because I'm that maybe my elite skill. Is age guessing. That in directions. If I go one place, one time, in one town, I don't need street names. I don't need GPS. I can get Okay. I, I have that deep in my DNA. I don't know how. I don't know why. Maybe from my caveman days, from when I had to like kill a dinosaur for food and come home with it. But I'm I, directions and age are my two, like, I don't know. I can't explain it. Well, these are great. These are great things I'm, about FP that, uh, <laughs> that I never knew. And coming up on the other side... I'm going to see what FP thinks about the big news that came out today from Major League Baseball, more accurately, Cooperstown, because the 2024 Baseball Hall of Fame class has been announced, and I know FP's got some thoughts. Three baseball players made it in, two just missed, and FP's going to weigh in on his thoughts and the flaws on these players who made it in to Cooperstown today. One of my teammates got elected today. Woohoo! There's a tease. Look forward to hearing which uh, one of your many myriad teammates got in and whether or not you've sent him a text of congratulations or not. Yeah, of course you have not. That's not it's not the way you go. You probably don't even remember his name based on this segment. You're bad with the names. third baseman. Pretty good. I can't remember his name. All right. Yep. Oh, there you have it. That guy played for a bunch of different teams. And he's now in the Hall of Fame. One more segment to go. We'll talk a little bit about baseball's Hall of Fame and get you ready for the best of on the other side. FP Santangelo in for Mark Willard. It's Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now. Back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. We're back here. It's FP in for Mark Willard. want to thank Peter King, Dr. Nirav Pandya, and Steve Kerr all for joining us today. And remind you again, folks, if you're going out to the game tomorrow, 
with the Atlanta Hawks in town. Get in your seats early, 6.50. I would recommend even 6.45. There will be a pregame tribute to the assistant coach, Decky, who passed away last week, so you don't want to miss that. Make sure you're in your seats early at 6.50. Get ready for 49ers and Lions in the NFC title game Sunday with us on 95.7 The Game. We'll be live and local starting at 9 a.m. with Mark Grandy and Sterling Bennett leading up to the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal live two hours before the start of the game. Join us at the Hilton Santa Clara for delicious food, great drinks, and the best pregame show in the Bay Area presented by Habis Law. You've been wronged. Habis Law will fight to make it right. Call 1-800-INJURED or visit HabisLaw.com. What are your Sunday plans, FP, for this conference championship game doubleheader? Uh, I'll be in church all day. That's a lie. Uh, no, I, I, I wish you weren't a liar. I, I, I don't know yet. I think I'm going to be in Sacramento with the folks. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be home and saving my voice just in case I get the call. Um, and my, my son, my mom and dad come home from uh, vacation Thursday, picking them up, spending Sunday and the weekend with them in Sacramento. My and your son mom and, and dad wife, are still together, right? Yes. And my son and his wife wow. will be there. And that I think cool. we're going to watch the Niners game as a family. And it's going to be a weird dynamic because my dad is kind of a Lions fan, kind of a Niners fan. Gotcha. More of a Lions fan than a Niners fan. So we'll see. It's going to be weird. And your mom is like wear a jersey Niner fan? or she's, No, she's uh, got money on the Niners to win the Super Bowl. She's got fan. money on them. Yeah. So that's why she's a Niners fan right okay. now. Okay. Is she a big time gambler or is this just like uh, she likes a one off? She likes her slot machines. Okay. She's a big slot machine. And she's a one-armed bandit. She likes those. She likes to And play you slots. don't gamble. I, I heard uh, you s- I I did and I'm not good at it and I don't like losing. Interesting. I'm kind of in that same uh that I, same space. I'm good I'm good at giving advice, but if I actually put money on the game, I lose. Interesting. It's that simple. I'm actually bad at giving advice and Grandy loves it because anytime there's a big game that's coming up, he'll ask for my pick and go the other way. Oh yeah, and he's <laughs> <laughs> Your boy's been ice cold. I always talk about how hot I am, but uh, I've been on a little bit of a cold streak lately. College hoop is the only thing that I really feel confident in. Other than that, I try to stay away from Dude, it. I know there's a lot of it. Gambling makes the world go round right now. There are all the sponsors and you know all these. Yeah, they, they have all the money, right? So you don't want to get too deep in the woods on your, your take on gambling. I just I, it, it takes the fun out of sports for me. Like Dibs, I, I, your your take, sorry, F. Pete. Your Dibs' take that the Niners are going to sleepwalk into the Super Bowl really makes me nervous as a Niners fan. It should. It should. I, I had the Niners given oh, the nine and a half against Green I Bay. Didn't know, I didn't know this. And I I also uh, I like the over. And you know what? And I, I hate to say this on Tuesday because we're having such a good show. Don't just just don't. Take the Niners, lay the seven. No way, dude. Take the Lions with the points. I disagree 100%. Lions might win. Lay the seven. The Lions might win, dude. Randy's so pissed right I mean, I'm rooting for the Niners, but the Lions, I mean, you don't get this far by... No. I'm just worried. Seven's too many. Seven. I, yeah, you've been on the record with that. Yeah, Lions might win. I'll be on the record with that. And might. I'm rooting for the Niners. I'm a fa- I've been a Niners yeah, fan too. my whole life. I am too. I'm rooting hard for the Niners. I lost my voice Saturday for the Niners. That's why I was asking you where you were going to watch the game because you, you came in yesterday hoarse because you were screaming at the bus stop. Yeah, then I've had, I've had the Peter King flu by the way for about like I, dude I've been sick since New Year's and coughing and I think the whole I think there's something out there worse than COVID right now. Like everybody that I know is sick. Well, there's the big three and it's uh, the flu, which you probably didn't get a flu no, shot. No, just a little chest thing. There is uh, RSV. 
which is a that's respiratory... Res- oh, I thought that's when you respond to an invitation. That would be RSVP. All right. RSV is a respiratory illness that you probably have been afflicted with. It's worse than a cold, and it's actually worse than the flu. And then there's the garden variety COVID, which is raging, by the way, across America. I tested. I've tested multiple times. Uh, and for COVID, too. And I'm out my <laughs> this guy. And, the and, comedy. Past one failed the other, I'm told. And, yeah, no, and it's just a chest thing. I'm good. But then you chest plus screaming at the 49ers game was not a great idea. Now, before we go, I do want to get your thoughts on the news that came out today. And that is we've got three new busts going to Cooperstown. The Baseball Hall of Fame voting has been done. The results are in. Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer are off to Cooperstown and Baseball's Hall of Fame. Adrian Beltre, 95% of the vote. Todd Helton, 79.7%. And Joe Maurer squeaking in with 76.1% of the vote. Of course, you need 75% of the votes cast by members of the Baseball Writers of America. What do you think of the 2024 Hall of Fame class, FP. Well, congratulations to Adrian Beltre. I mean, big fan. It was his teammate in Los Angeles, and he's one of the best teammates I've ever had. But I have one take on the Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of Fame till Barry Bonds is in it, period. Amen. End of story. It's it's a joke. All this is a joke. And you would add in Clemens to that and uh no, just a Barry guy. A Rod. Barry. No, but Barry. If he gets in, how about the rest of the sure. of the, the guys who were sure. purported to have used steroids? But it, my, my take on that is the history of America as a country is not perfect. We've had bad times and good times. We've had things we're embarrassed about. And if you're gonna if you're gonna portray the history of the game of baseball, then you have to portray the history of the game of baseball accurately. So that if you go to the American Museum, the Smithsonian and DC, it tells about our nation's history. And there's some times that we're probably not the most proud of in our country's history. There's some times in baseball that we're probably not the most par- proud of, but it's baseball and you have to tell the story of baseball in Cooperstown. And if you don't have the guys that were in that era that put up the numbers that they put up, then a hundred years from now, we're all gone. If kids don't know about Barry Bonds, if people don't know about Pete Rose, to me, you're doing an injustice to the game of baseball. Now, I'm not saying I don't care what they did. I'm not having a cavalier attitude to that because you know, obviously, I can't. But my take is my take. Like, I, t- tell me the history of the ball game, and if the history of the ball game means a Rod, however he did it, or Barry, however yeah, he did Clemens it, and the whole or deal. Pete Rose, whatever he did, I need to know the history. I need to know that the best players that ever played the game are on display for somebody 200 years from now, if the if the Earth is still standing. And Todd Helton gets in, and uh, you and I talked off the air about uh, his stats and his home road splits a little bit skewed toward Coors Field, but uh, Todd Helton, certainly one of the great players of his era, and I didn't think you had many thoughts about him getting in, but Joe Maurer, FP, gets in by the skin of his teeth. Do you think that this is good news for Buster Posey? Because I think Maurer getting in with... You know, not eye-popping career numbers. He had 143 home runs, 2,100 hits or so, a career batting average of good, 306, a little bit of a longer career than Buster, but not nearly the 
team success, do you think this clears the way for Buster to get in? I think Buster clears the way for Buster to get in. It doesn't matter what happens before him. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm a big I'm a big fan of it's a knee-jerk thing for me. You either are or you aren't. It's either a one or a zero. It doesn't grow over the years. It doesn't get better after eight years and all of a sudden you do some analytic study that finds this new stat that all of a sudden Dan Dibley's the best player in the world and we overlooked him for ten years. It's either It's the eye test. You either are or you aren't. I think of Joe Mara. I don't think a Hall of Famer when I, I Joe Mara was a great baseball player. He had a career that we all wish we could have. He has more talent on his pinky finger than I'll ever have. Wonderful, wonderful baseball player. A really freaking good baseball player. But I don't think Joe Mara Hall of Fame. I don't. Okay. I mean, is there a, a, But it, you think it, Buster Posey Hall of and, Fame? But anywhere but Minnesota, does, do people think Joe Mauer Hall of Fame? A six time All Star. Buster had seven. Uh, Buster career 302 hitter, Mauer 306. Championships, Joe? Mauer? Uh, Buster World had 1,500 hits on the dot. Mauer had 21, 23. Mauer played longer. Uh, gold gloves, Mauer with three. Buster with one? Gold rings, how many? Uh, Mauer zero, Buster three. Okay. I'm not, I'm not crapping on Joe Maurer. He's a great it's player. Interesting because, and I wish we had more hits. time for this. 2,000 big league hits. Cooperstown is an individual award, so I, I don't know if championships really You're right. matter that much. Well, but they kind of do. Yeah, and I think that Buster will get in, but I don't think that he's a, a slam dunk. But Joe Maurer getting in certainly will clear the way. FP, good times today, man. This is really fun. Dude, it went by fast. You were great to work with. We've been friends off the year. If, off the air for years. Way to end with an exclamation point. Up. Right. We've been friends off the air for years. But it was good to do a show with you, dude. I had fun today. Yeah, it was awesome. My voice lasted. You lasted. You put up with me. I mean, thanks thanks to everybody for having me here today. I'm I'm very privileged and honored and humbled to be a part of this 95-7 The Game thing. You guys are the best. Yeah, glad to have you, FP, and uh, really proud of you for fighting through it today. And uh, yeah, stay close. Depending on Mark's uh, availability tomorrow, you may have to pop back in. I'm ready for another shift. I'm like lunch meat. I'm always ready. I love it. <laughs> one last one liner. I'm give you a two for that one. Well, for FP and for Lucas, for Mark Grandy and all of us here at 95.7 The Game, thank you for tuning in. What's coming up on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. It's best of the game. An hour of 95.7 The Game's best content from the day, hosted by Mark Grandy. The Brian Baldinger interview from the Morning Roast will lead us off. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.